Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kip and Tell, a podcast about the kids in the hall and how to get away with murder by sneezing. As we do every week, we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like How many failed marriages until you go gay? And what time in the morning is it okay to smoke a joint with your son? I'm Han Seidemann, and I'll be hosting today's episode from beautiful Prince Rupert, British Columbia. (laughs) Joining me today is Kalina McCorta from London, England. Hello, top of the morning. (laughs) Conveniently ignoring the weird prompt I gave you in our episode notes. (laughs) I mean, I do like Kevin's butt. I just feel like, you know, I think he appreciates it when I whisper it to him in bed rather than Uh, over the internet. That makes sense, yeah. Your your love is a private love. I get it. Uh, And also joining us from somewhere in Thailand, we have Trevor Record. Hi, um, I see that you also have a butt comment here, but Stu's <laughs> not here to make a butt comment. Cleaner refused to do a butt comment. Uh, doesn't really it's, matter if my butt true. is a beautiful bronze tan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, inside baseball for our listeners, I wrote all of our uh, introductions here, premised entirely on on Stu talking about his butt, but Stu unfortunately can't join us today, so... The butt talk, uh, we'll have to wait for another episode, I suppose. <laughs> um, so anyways, today we'll be reviewing episode 11 of season three, which aired in 1992. Wow. We're into a new year of Kids in the Hall. Uh, new new year, new me. Let's uh, kick off with our <laughs> sketch rundown, shall we? Today we have Girls, 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 in which a drunk business Kevin falls for a very clever trap and meets his demise at the oh, fingers my. of the head crusher. Uh-huh. I they got me on this one. I'm not saying it was like as good as uh, screw you taxpayer, but I mm. totally did not expect that Mr. Tizik was going to be on the other end of that ladder. <laughs> it was a very good turn, and I also love that he was like counting his kills like an <laughs> aircraft pilot. You know what I mean? He'd it's picked out. And it was just. <laughs> He'd picked out the men he was going to crush the heads of. He knew they were going to follow his girls, girls, girls. But it, it was just a bunch of smiley faces on a cardboard box. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Mr. Tizik, you're so weird. Um, then we have uh, marriages where Dave is very unlucky in love and every man he marries somehow turns completely foul. Um, playing a woman, yeah. <laughs> and also there is... Uh, there's a delightful aunt who throws rice at every wedding in the exact same way, in a way that is like almost disturbing. How oh, but that that's not the, an aunt because at the end, that's the well, person. Well, we'll get oh, to okay. that. But yes. All right, all right, all right. No, you're right. No, I sh- I'm sorry. I shouldn't have cut you off. No, yes, no. They I, do I, get the, married I, in the end. Yeah, at the very end, the, there's yeah this woman that the, the bride is now marrying. Uh, but I think off she could still be now. an aunt. <laughs> well, we we could debate that. I mean, I would say that I I love this sketch, and part of the reason I loved it so much was one of the best things was every they just do this scene where like <laughs> the bride and the groom are running down, and people are throwing rice, and there's this one particular woman in a pink hat and pink dress who's just so into it and throwing the mm-hmm. rice so enthusiastically and that's the person that the bride marries in the end. ends up with and and the reason i love her though is be, and the reason i call her an aunt is because she just her thrill at 
throwing this rice is is such big ant energy. Big so ant energy. So even if she's not Dave's ant, she is somebody's ant for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, following up on that, we have sharing a joint where we're introduced to the 45-year-old guy. He's hip. He's cool. He's 45. Oh, yeah. um, as he tries to share a morning doobie with his hard-partying son. <laughs> you lost. Yeah. Didn't you say that you, you <laughs> smoked some pot with your dad recently? Should that Maybe we shouldn't put that in the episode. <laughs> I, there, there's nothing about this does, that does not hold up. If we did like a does this hold up on this sketch, this is like 100% still could play on TV or like have absolutely a, g- gone viral online. Absolutely. Faux show. Uh, then we have the thrift shop in which Scott and Mark are plagued by increasingly intense coincidences, um, <laughs> which like, I don't know, there was a very particular energy that Mark had in this sketch that I liked, but it was kind of a just, it was a one note sketch. I don't know. But they've, they've done this before, but they've been like very short. Like episodes. this was almost a, very like short a, sketches, rather. A, um, a Western Esther Hazy type of sketch, but like with just different uh-huh. characters. You know what I mean? Like it had that same energy to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, very like ditzy sort of me- metropolitan mm. hipsters. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, then we have vegetarian chili where the 45-year-old man is back and sets the mood for his vegetarian chili family dinner by turning on strobe lights, which oh, is yeah. a, real, a real choice. <laughs> the weakest of the trilogy, perhaps. Yeah, but... Oh, man, I don't know about that. I love it. And I also love Dave's like eye roll. Like just his eyes are almost rolling out of their socket at this stupid lighting scheme for dinner so i i got a kick out of it but uh then we have man sexually harasses himself where kevin takes the stand as both the harasser and the harassed uh yeah. which i i quite enjoyed i don't know about the rest of you but yeah, it was, it was, decent. Is, was that it was not decent. was that just like a joke on masturbation and or the justice system i was very confused <laughs> i think it's like if you apply i think it's like applying you know oh sexual harassment was like in the news in the early 90s so you apply that to like oh well, yeah that's over if, now <laughs> what if a man masturbates is that sexual harassment and then you have a whole sketch basically yes yes <laughs> but it worked i thought <laughs> anyways then we have open relationship which is our last look at the 45 year old guy and his wife as they meet their respective gorgeous lovers of unspecified <laughs> ethnicity. Why is this becoming such a sticking point with you? Stu's gone and suddenly you have to <laughs> because, be edgeless. Because, well, no, because it's quite obvious that the point but of the sketch it? is they're exotic lovers, which is what makes them like worthy of derision. You know, like the whole point of the 45-year-old man sketch is to like point out what a like douchebag he is, even though he thinks he's so cool. And this whole like open relationship with their like, oh, and then look at these like beautiful exotic people that were in the trope of the shitty 45-year-old people. Anyways. The thing is, is this not, this surely is in the Bruce multiverse theory, because is this not Bobby Terrence? Oh, uh, I think, this, yeah, it could be. But his glasses make me feel like it's a Gavin. But, see, people get old and they get glasses, you know? I guess, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this could be, this could be a Bruce. Or a, a Bobby. This makes this sense. is this is like a very different version of, of Bruce than the salty ham dad, though. <laughs> This is true. Well, things have went yeah, very although, different in this. Uh, they do have they do have Dave as a son, so that is true. Oh, interesting. This is this is future Gord, I think. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, maybe, maybe Gord has like a a midlife crisis. <laughs> maybe yeah. 
Okay, well, then we finally finish off with Stay Down, where basically just Bruce gets beat up over and over again because <laughs> this he one doesn't is know how to quit. a classic. At least in my mind, this is a classic. Yeah. Interesting, I yeah. interesting. I suspect we will chat about that shortly. Mm. Well, um, uh, that actually leads well into our first segment, which I am titling Funnier with Repetition, which is a bit of a bit we've done before. Um, and I thought I'd start off this episode uh, by talking about how this episode is has three pretty prominent pieces that played heavily on repetition. You've mm-hmm. got marriages where they just they have the exact same running down the church set scenes in almost identical fashion five separate times. Then you have the three 45-year-old sketches that all start with the same he's hip, he's cool, he's 45 intro with like video static and whatever. And then we've got stay down, which is just Bruce getting punched over and over and over again and being told to stay down. And that's the sketch. So what did we think of these repeating bits uh, that took up more than half the episode? Did we find that the repetition worked for any of them, for some of them, for all <laughs> of them? All, oh, all, I, love, I love that you're all A, B, or C. in my mind, were <laughs> bangers, as the kids say these days. <laughs> <laughs> these, these, uh, the repetition went well with all of them, but they're like very different ways of being repetitive, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, like... The marriage one I really enjoyed, and I think it was like, um, you know, just like each time she got married, it went bad, but in a different way. Um, exactly. But like each time they just had this like kind of hilarious scene where it's exciting and she's getting married and and everyone's <laughs> throwing rice and they're running down to the car. Uh <laughs> But then, like, the second to last one, it's like, while that's happening, the guy <laughs> that she's marrying, Scott, gets shot in the middle of it. I yeah. totally and then it just about starts that. again. And now she's marrying <laughs> a woman this time. Like, she's given up on men. But that's not what's, like, the funny part of this, like, the, the punchline for me. The funny part of the punchline is it's this woman that has been at her other four weddings is now the person she's getting married to, too. She's just looking for some stability and some consistency, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think she made the right choice in the end. That woman clearly loved love, and so, you know, she'll be a, she'll be a great wife. Yeah. 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 And I did not, I totally did not expect Scott to get shot. I have seen this sketch before, but I just, like, there was a moment where I was like, I thought that kind of scene would have been reserved for a Francesca Fiore-type <laughs> episode, but that also, was... That was- Fantastic. Spe- speaking of the repetition, he also gets shot so many times. So many <laughs> like, times. It's like repetition within repetition. I mean, oh, he gets shot like man. ten times at least. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what about what about the forty-five? He's cool. He's forty-five. This is. Do they do this one again? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because this one seems very iconic to me, and I I remember just the notion of it, and I don't really remember any of the sketches. I just remember again and again seeing like this sort of farce of a 90s hipster that's also old now you know i ain't mm-hmm. that's yeah. yeah i i don't remember the dad awkwardly trying to get his son to smoke a pot like it smoke a pot <laughs> smoke, smoke a, a pot, pot. <laughs> <laughs> trevor you you uh, clearly are an experienced drug doer yeah <laughs> guys it's like 2 a.m right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't at all remember the the sketch where it's just this dad who wants to smoke a joint with his son and is awkwardly trying to force it. Nor do I remember this one where he's just like 
in an open relationship and is kind of trying to be super cool and in his in like him and his wife are just like yeah man can i use the couch now i, I don't remember it at all and it seems yeah. funnier to me now actually than it would have as a kid i just remember the notion of like the guy trying to be cool at 45 that's all i remember mm. which we're also, all like i f- getting way closer to than i, I think know. we'd like to Shush. Shush. this Shush. is this is a problem like i feel mm. like when we obviously we watched this as children like 45 did seem old and you know the fact that he's slightly balding i was like yeah well yeah. of course like you know he's that is ancient and now i'm like oh my god this is not far off no people stay young forever now that's how it works and this <laughs> and, and and the thing is like all these things are still plausible and super taboo still yeah just to, to more or less of mm. an extent but so uh a friend of ours and uh partner to uh show co-host Stu has this kind of theory of how people are which is like there's people who are rad and there's people who are dads and <laughs> <laughs> it's like basically how how much you're trying to be cool i, I don't know how to explain mm. it exactly but um this sketch encapsulates it quite well, and I think Cat would probably say that all three of us are dads, but <laughs> but yeah. Stu very much is someone who's trying to be rad. Oh, <laughs> Stu is rad, and we are all dads. It is yeah, oh no, that's true. <laughs> um, what about the stay down bit? Oh, it's perfect. I mean, it's just like <laughs> this perfect mini drama. I don't think it's really repeating in its own way. Like he just he does keep on getting beat up, but it's like just it keeps on evolving somehow. Like they it doesn't get stale, you know, like his girlfriend shows up and as it's going <laughs> on, like he gets thrown in a dumpster. He's like, I found a new citron for you, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've always uh, been a provider. It's just like there... the perfect encapsulation of like misguided machoism or like heroism you know i think like one of my favorite subtleties of that sketch is how kevin is just such a nerd but egging him on so supportively mm. uh i think kevin's an asshole in that sketch because yeah. i think he is seeing his friend get the shit kicked out of him and he's like yeah you got it you got it and it's and like he's man just, be a he's better just friend sipping a slushy just watching he's like you got this <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a sec though i don't know like i i have to kind of push back a little bit though i because i totally agree that marriages was great and and part of why i think the repetition worked really well there was that there was such a variety like you had the same setup every time which was so consistent but then a total variety of outcomes um which made it like even though you had all this repetition it was kind of new and fresh each time um and I also loved the ant getting married in the end and throwing the rice the exact same way. That just she's not the ant though. Like, she why is are you forcing she this an to be an incest? I think she's a family energy. friend. She's a she's a family friend. Big aunt energy. Anyways, um, I also thought the forty-five year old repetition was great, but I found the sketches a little bit like softer than I remember. Like, I feel like the premise was better than the bits, but the the repetition of the intro at least was funny. But I didn't really care all that much for stay down in the end um, in the sense that I just think it went on too long and I think they just tried to milk that repetition too hard I mean really it is this it is functionally exactly the same he is getting punched and he falls down and people tell him to say, tell him to stay down and he doesn't stay down and then he gets punched or thrown or whatever but it's like it's all the same thing and they just I, I felt like they went I felt like disagree. they went too long on that one. No, you know what? I had in my notes. This is an example of a sketch where going longer than expected actually worked for me. Like mm. I, it 
it was I don't know I don't know why because yeah like like you said Trevor there were just there was there were more characters coming in each time the queen appears the to him in like a, a delusion <laughs> and pleads with him to just stay down yeah I know he's like hello loyal subject we strongly suggest you stay down <laughs> it's just it's so I don't know there was something about this that made me feel like they were actually hitting their stride in repetition and especially since as you pointed out there is so much of it in this episode starting Mm. with the weddings like this this i feel had it maybe been done a couple episodes ago maybe they might not have been able to do as well partly only because they maybe they would have used more of a of a theater type mm. approach to it but i i don't know like the, it was it was everything about it that just felt almost completely plausible because i feel and correct me if i'm wrong maybe it's just because as i come from sort of more small town interior canada but like these people who just like don't know when to stop totally exists and oh i i yes tougher than they are it's just like you're like oh my god and but you there's everything ab- about who their friends are who their girlfriend is yeah. yeah, I just don't even understand why this would play into their their character. Anyway, it was just it was delightful, and I really enjoyed it. I I do really I I you're correct, Trevor, that this is like absolutely kind of a takedown of that kind of toxic masculinity, whatever. Like, and I and I I do like it for that. And there's other things about it that I do like. Like, I love the queen showing up. I love that the whole crowd watching on is just old. They're all yeah. Why are they all old? They, they just well. are all old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is so there's like the lots of good that bits at? around it, but the but like the actual like the meat of the sketch of him just getting punched and falling down and getting back up and getting punched. I don't know. I felt like they they tried to play it a little bit too, uh, too a little bit too long for my taste. But I I take your guys's points. I think they are well made. Um, I just think you're wrong. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you agree but, uh, that everything about it's delightful and perfect, and yet you <laughs> you, you don't like. I it. agree that there's a lot of good parts to it, and it's still a bad sketch. Yeah, exactly. We uh, all agree. Um, but but Kalina, something you said leads us perfectly into our next segment. So I'm going to move us along here, which is um, I I think I know I noticed in this episode that Kevin had a bunch of kind of creep roles um in this episode he's the drunk <laughs> businessman lusting after girls he's the businessman who harasses himself he's the pair of brothers who swap wives oh, in the yeah. marriage sketch and then i don't know why but um he felt and then also i think he's a bit of a creep as the friend in the um in the stay down sketch like he's like just encouraging his friend to make these awful decisions and like egging him on in this creepy way Anyways, I don't know why, but he felt especially funny to me this episode as the creep in all these bits. And it made me wonder, is Kevin's best bit as a creep? Is Are creeps Kevin's forte? Um, is he the best creep of the kids? And I'm curious what you guys all think. I don't agree. <laughs> but okay. this is, I guess this is because I have my own theory that I think like when he plays like a shitty captain or like mm. a bad judge or you know he's he's uh, in a position where you expect him to do something, but he just actually doesn't give a shit and is kind of doing the opposite of his hysterical bits. Like that is where I feel he plays against our expectations and really mm. shines, because I I feel like there's so many times that we've kind of brought him down to some extent because he's he's bearing his soul a bit too much to us where it feels a bit too uncomfortable and i get that humor it doesn't land for me whereas like the other side of the spectrum where he's kind of leaves us 
wanting or like it feels like he's withholding to some extent really i don't know i feel like that's where he he really really comes out for me i mean in terms of the creep stuff like i guess in a sense that that is almost on that spectrum because we expect him to kind of be the run to the litter whereas this is kind of him <laughs> being in the shadows kind of like giving someone an elbow um mm. but as for best creep i don't know i feel like that's that goes to bruce he is such a fucking weirdo sometimes mm. and especially when he plays that like white haired criminal that yeah. really gives me the heebie-jeebies mm. <laughs> Oh, I think that they're 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 all creeps in their own special ways. <laughs> Aww. I, I mean, <laughs> but so, yeah, some of them are better creeps than others. But they're 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 all unique creeps as well. I I think I personally True. would say that Bruce, Kevin, and Mark are sort of the best at playing creeps. Uh, sorry to Dave and Scott. I you know Scott Scott kind of plays like an overly libidoed person. Okay, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's kind of cartoonish. Yeah. Uh, but like. Kevin's like plays a kind of creep where it's sort of like a peeping Tom pervert where it's like he's just this <laughs> yeah. disgusting coward who gets his kicks <laughs> through like sneaking and subterfuge like the, yes, I think the, yes. the, the twin brothers are an outgrowth of this and like remember like that one in like in uh, season two where he plays this guy that was in conscious unconscious in a boardroom and kept waking oh, yeah. up to nearly mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. naked people but not quite get to see them like that's but then the he kind... gets out creeped by bruce yeah <laughs> that's true that's, oh, that's the right, kind yeah. of creep the that dancing, kevin is as the though. dancing janitor it's like kevin's a really gross creep that wants to like sneak his way into like something sexy happening bruce is the opposite kind of creep though he's like just a selfish <laughs> demanding creep like cabbage heads yeah. Cabbage Head is like a very different kind of creep where it's like he's just demanding things. He's not trying to sneak or peep. He's just like, I want to see naked things. Show them to me now. <laughs> um, and, and in a he's way, not the kind to sneak or peep. That's really a, that's yeah. an all time quote. <laughs> it, but in in a way, the the hip, cool forty five year old is like that kind of creep as well. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um and I'd say Mark is very good at playing a weird awkward creep that makes inappropriate and awkward sort of situations happen like Darrell. Darrell is but like Durrell, a very special kind of creep that Mark is good at playing. If we're I don't talking think of Durrell as being creep, a creep at all but anyways. What I would say that's like Darrell okay, is the worst no, creep of them all. I no, totally no. disagree. I think like if you're talking Mark creep, you got to think like what was it? Was it episodes five or six where he is uh, the the terrible boss who asks his employees to squeeze his zits? He's like, squeeze <laughs> me, squeeze <Yes>. me. <laughs> oh my god, I've completely forgotten about. This. I did bet we you actually tried. already watched that episode? Or you? Se- oh, season five. You know the head crusher. Uh, no, episode the five. head crusher is this also is, a creep. Or, by yeah. the way, the head crusher is a good example of a different type of creep. Uh, he's a noble creep. But I think if you're, yeah, he he is a good. He does good for the world. <laughs> um, Trevor, I do. I I like your. He does. He he smashes businessmen heads that are. He's oh he's a creep who preys on. God, creep. he's like a. He's a spider to the <laughs> to the mosquitoes. You've gone crazy. He's a weirdo who like hangs around in parking lots, like uh-huh. pretending to crush heads, and then 
running away in fear when people notice what but he's he doesn't a- but i think you're you're heads you're also like conflating weirdos with creeps there is a yeah, very yeah. vast difference exactly but uh, trevor i will say that you are i think you are absolutely correct i think you're right about kevin playing that kind of peeping tom like sneaky peaky uh <laughs> pervert. and peaky. and i think that's what i was feeling in this episode is like i think he does that very well and like and that is something that he does better than everyone else you're right bruce also does a good creep but it's a very different kind of creep so we can maybe agree that he plays the best sneaky creep or like <laughs> sneaky the best yeah. the best peep, peeping creep yeah because no, no one else plays that kind of creep that's just what well, exactly true. that's that's a i really i i really appreciate where you went with this segment trevor you really dissected this whole oh I, topic. yeah you really you you embrace this segment much more than most people embrace my like bullshit like <laughs> i have a theory <laughs> segment so i appreciate it i i, I would say like i don't know that dave really ever plays creeps though Mm. No, remember when he was Theo, the teacher? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, true. That was a creep. He, he, yeah, he plays like a schlocky creep, I think. Mm. But don't anyways, stand, okay. don't well. stand so close <laughs> to me. All right. Well, I'm going to move us on <laughs> to our next segment, uh, which is best kid and worst kid. I'm wondering who you all thought won best kid and worst kid this week. Um, and it feels like it's been a while for me, but I am going to this week give best kid to Kevin because I thought he was solid in everything he did. Um, and I really, really loved his self-harassing businessman. I just thought he did both sides of that very well. Um, whereas I'll give worst kid this week to Scott, but mostly mm. just because he wasn't in very many bits, which we talked about, I think, last episode. I thought it was a solid outing all around. And Scott, the only reason I gave you worst kid is because I didn't see enough of your, mm. your delightful <laughs> mug. So... What about I, the rest I of you? think I'll I'll join you with Scott being worst kid because uh, I didn't see him in much, but um, mm-hmm. I didn't care for thrift shop, but I did love his short appearances, the queen, and stay down. So I don't yeah, think likewise. it was a we it, he was there for a good time, not a long time. However, um, I think I'm gonna have to give best kid to Brucio. Uh, mm-hmm. He's hip. He's cool. He's 45, and Stay Down are both like very iconic sketches. And uh, I feel like, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way. He's getting a lot of best kids this season. Is this yeah. is this the season of Bruce? Is season three the Bruce? I season? thought we said that about season two. I no, I season think... two was the season of Dave. Yeah, season oh, two right, was right. when yes, Dave yes, started batting for the fences. But season three is sort of like suddenly. Bruce is everyone's sketch partner. He's he's in like fifty percent of the sketches, and he's 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 really slugging them out of the park this time. Yeah, mm. I I totally agree. I mean, there was there was part of me, especially even as we were talking about uh, Kevin's creepy creepy pee pee. Is that is that what it's <laughs> that sneaky what it's sneaky pee pee? <laughs> <laughs> that I that I thought that even for that somehow dissecting his character as a creep, I'm like, oh no, he d- he did very well, like as as a supporting character in the sketches, but then also as man sexually harassing himself, just very good. But then, no, I I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, stay down is just super iconic. I appreciated that he made something so repetitive work so strongly for me. Um, and yeah, he's hip, he's cool, he's 45, maybe the 
punchlines fell a bit flat, but I, I felt like he he dragged out such an iconic character that we're going to see a bit more of, so he really stood hmm. out a bit more. Interesting stuff, Kalina. Well, uh, finally, before we go, let's choose our standout sketch for this week's episode with a rating out of five. Kalina, why don't you start us off? I have to give it to Stay Down. Uh, I think mostly because... I would have expected something like this. That it would just be something that I would hate. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just, it kept pulling Neo Citron out of a dumpster, and I really appreciated that. So um, I'm gonna give it four out of four to five stay downs. Um, as for worst sketch, though, like there wasn't anything particularly wrong with it, but thrift store was just had had no real punchlines like their the characters were punchlines it just didn't feel like it went anywhere and we've seen those characters before kind of having the same conversation so like eh, mm. it was fine um so i don't know like two freaky days out of five <laughs> <laughs> trevor what about you uh stay down gets four and a half please from the queen out of five uh, <laughs> i love everything about this sketch i love how his girlfriend shows up halfway and becomes like such a huge part of it and he's like finding her neo citron in between being pummeled i love kevin as his sort of like um sidekick that keeps on telling him how well he's doing i i love how his hype man yeah his hype man i I, lo- I love like just how it ends with him yet again weekly like throwing a <laughs> shot on this giant man and like you know, he may have won the battle but not the war uh, he just won't stay down i <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. Um, you know, if there weren't any that were truly terrible, I don't know that I need to give anything worse. It would probably go to thrift shop for me. I didn't really care for it, but it wasn't terrible. In a in a yeah, in a in a different episode that wasn't full of such bangers, it would be just a, a a decent sketch. But it's only because everything else is so great. I think Girls, Girls, Girls also deserves um, yeah, that was uh, an honorable mention because we didn't talk about it enough. But it's actually one of the better head crushers. Now that I've seen, it. I was like, oh, it's it's such a surprise when head crusher shows up and crushes the head <laughs> in this one. Yeah, because usually it's like what we said in the last episode, where you know Gavin gets on stage and everyone claps for about 15 seconds like that's usually kind of the recognition that you get from a mark character like mr tizik mm-hmm. the head yeah, crusher true. whereas like him sort of being like yeah the the midway surprise or even the punchline like gets everyone completely rallied mm-hmm. Love it. i mean it was there, there was quite a bit of uh, audience laughter for that one for sure mm-hmm. um well, so I, I'm going to, maybe before I get into my bit, so I, I gave my top sketch to a different uh, sketch other Ooh. than Stay Down. And uh, I, I want to maybe make a request of our listeners because uh, both Trevor and Kalina, you talked about Stay Down as being like an iconic sketch as as if it's maybe in the tops of the of the Kids in the Hall oeuvre. So I'm, I'm curious to hear from our listeners whether they agree. So hit us up on the Twitter and tell us what you think. Is Stay Down one of the one of an iconic kids in the hall sketch or is it just merely uh you know a sketch as i feel it is um validate me is what i'm saying anyways but uh i say that all as a preamble to say that i'm giving um my top sketch this week to marriages uh which i just absolutely loved i had completely forgotten about it previously it's like 
going to be up there in my list of top sketches from now on, I think. All right. um, I love that you always know what the setup is, but every punchline is solid and gets delivered well and is like totally different and varied from all the ones that follow it. Um, the cherry on the top, obviously, is the marrying of the exuberant lady who may or may not be an <laughs> aunt. Um, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> top-notch stuff. I give it four and a quarter disappointing husbands out of five. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I didn't even bother asking people. Uh, you guys volunteered some worse sketches, but oh. I didn't even ask. And I'm not even going to say any because I didn't think there were really any in this episode. None were bad. They were solid. all good. Pretty solid all the way through. Well, that takes us to the end of our Season 3, Episode 11 review. Uh, please join us next week for our Episode 12 review. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at KiffandTellPod. Please validate my feelings and disagree with Kalina and Trevor. Uh, you can also weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts, which for this episode will almost certainly be the ant throwing rice. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it now. Anyways, thanks so much for listening to Kiff and Tell. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Odeo-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-dee-o-